We interrupt this broadcast to bring you, Your Majesty, the Queen. God save the Queen! Team Queen, with Gio. Welcome to Scene Queen. I am your host and spiritual guide, Gio. Today with us, we have Cheap Beer. Thanks so much for coming out, guys. Uh, first and foremost, can I get you guys to kind of tell us your name and what you play? I'm Travis. I'm on bass. Jordan, guitar. I'm, I'm Drew on drums. And I'm Lucas on vocals. Awesome. Um, and can you give the listeners kind of an idea of what kind of music Cheap Beer plays? Like punk rock. Pretty much. As close as you can get to to like good old hardcore 80s stuff, I guess. But we get we get a lot of, we get like noise. I don't know. People sit, tell us all kinds of different things. But I think we, we go for the hardcore punk thing. Okay. Pretty clear cut then. Yeah. You all okay with that? They're fine with that. <laughs> uh, let you do the next ones or... Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So what kind of, um, what influences your music? Because you said 80s stuff? Uh, I mean, like, that's the general idea. Like, I, they all just started playing music back then because they could. And they weren't necessarily supposed to. Up till that point, I feel like it was just like, you got to learn how to play your guitar really well before you go on stage. And these guys are great musicians. But for me, that's my way into music. Like, you, see, you don't see me playing anything. I didn't set anything up, but I'm still here, so that's good. That's what, That's uh, the main reason I went after punk. But I don't know about the rest of these guys' influences. Uh, I don't know. I kind of used to skateboard a lot when I was younger. So this was the type of music that I used to listen to when I'd, like, hit a stair set or whatever. So, yeah, kind of transcended into making this style of music. Uh, I'm just angry. I like angry music. <laughs> uh, just like humor reasons, I guess. I mean, I guess like all four of us grew up with this music, but it's a it's a good way to express a sense of humor that is in a way kind of like looked down upon. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's a good release, uh, writing music and performing it and everything like that and. Yeah, I guess you can kind of tell the humor in our music as well. So, guys, would you say you guys don't take yourselves too seriously? Uh, no. I mean, we try not to because, I don't know, I always think of Glenn Danzig. The guy plays in the Misfits, and he's like, this is serious. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You got to learn how to laugh at yourself or whatever. It's just, it's, I don't know, pretension doesn't help anything, and that's kind of what that is. It's like, realize you're playing punk rock, and we love it, but it's just, you know, it's punk rock. We know what we're playing. It is supposed to be fun, Jordan. <laughs> uh, how did you guys get together? Have you guys known each other for a while? Well, I've actually known Jordan, our newest, newer guitarist, since high school. Mm -hmm. He's a bit older than me, so I see him stomping around. I don't know, what's your first memory of me? A fire at your house, I think. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. We had a lot of house parties. And uh, I just showed up in Bonas one day. Um, yeah, at another, actually at your girlfriend's 
house one time for a show like ages ago and then i kind of got tied in that way through another mutual friend who's not here with us right now but yeah so nathan isles from the detractions um told me about cheap beer and i wasn't i was not attached to it or anything and i didn't know travis and we had a different drummer at the time too his name was jonathan and he was a good man no longer with us unfortunately but uh, we all just got together and started playing in a basement and uh yeah that's that's how that happened this guy just to clarify jonathan's still alive and doing well um i'm from the uk uh, but i play in another band in the city and i met lucas uh uh, at a gig uh through like friend of a friend i suppose and uh yeah i went to uh i went to an arcade with these guys and I, i remember i don't think john knows this but i'll admit to it I remember these guys were talking about recording this album and uh, after a couple of drinks, I remember saying to Lucas, if you get me in that studio on that album, you'll have a better album on your hands. And it happened. So <laughs> so here I am. Sometimes bands are business. <laughs> That's a lot of confidence to go in with. <laughs> that is pretty much what he did, I guess, yeah. yeah. He also kept beating on this guy's fiance, and we were just like... We gotta put you behind the drums, buddy, so he doesn't hurt her anymore. Can I? <laughs> can I ask? Is there a story attached to that uh, house fire situation thing, the party you were talking about? Uh, well, I mean, my it's it's a place down in Bonas, which is like northwest Calgary. That's where I was born and raised, and like it's what we do, and we want to have a good time. We just have a fire outside, right? Like it's not like. Well, if you go down to Bow River, you'll have like big bonfires, but it's just literally like a fire in in my house. And then that kind of grew from stuff like uh, house shows in the basement as well. And okay. and you you get bands like the Detractions for one actually started they their first iteration of the Detractions started in my basement, which is kind of cool to think about. And we had the Prabes play once, and I don't think they play anymore, but they were they were sick. The Prabes. It sounds like a venereal disease, but it's a band <laughs> and yeah i mean that's that's there's not too much behind those it's a bunch of good times busted walls and woke up and puked bailey's once and never again <laughs> it was gross um so i know you guys just had your first uh debut album come out um on the 8th do you want to talk a little bit about that travis well, it was uh, a long time in the making, so it was about four and a half years, five years. Uh, whole lineup change, It a lot of politics in it, a lot of people angry and sad and happy all at the same time. But <laughs> it took a minute, and then we also, we, we got connected with uh, Jesse Rhodes of Roadhouse Records, and he was gracious enough to give us, I guess, the ability to do this, and he funded the whole thing, and and we're really stoked to have him as a manager and all that. So, yeah. And we've all, I think we've all known him for a very long time. Um, but he's, yeah, just kind of started this record label kind of hereditarily because his dad also ran a record label in Brooklyn. So kind of cool. But, yeah. Yeah, Jesse Rhodes is, is a good dude. And he's helped us out a lot. Uh, the album took so long, I take big responsibility for that. I'm a huge procrastinator, and I don't do shit until I'm getting ready. So these guys had to suffer for that, but, you know, we made it out. So, Jordan, it's your turn. 
talk about the album. Uh, we recorded it with Kyle Headley at Acoustic Resolution Studio. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was really awesome to work with. He has a, his own basement studio, and it's like 10 minutes from Jesse's house, which is where we practice at anyways, so a super relaxed environment, I feel like, for everybody. So I think that kind of came out in the record, too, because no one was really stressed <laughs> out about anything. It wasn't uh, no new material either on it. Like, you've been playing a little. I was only in the band for a year. So, but these, like, Travis and Lucas have been playing those songs for three or four years. Yeah. Playing them in our sleep. Yeah, I really, uh, I really think Kyle did a great job. I mean, going into recording the album, he knew, he knew the sound that we, that we had. Uh, he knew our stage presence. Um, our live performance is definitely... Definitely, kind of, kind of resemble the album resembles our live performance, where it's very energetic, very loud. Um, so yeah, Kyle did a very good job, um, and yeah, Jesse supported us throughout the whole the whole way. Um, like Lucas said, the instruments were pretty quick. Uh, drums were done in a day. Pretty sure bass and guitar were exactly the same. Um, yeah, it was just Lucas getting his act together that took took, took a little bit longer than expected. That's all true, though. It's all very true. Good things take time. Um, <laughs> so I know you guys have your um, PBR sessions. So what's kind of, um, I guess, the difference from going to from that to a full album? I mean, the recordings are just way better, for one. Uh, I wasn't even expecting to be asked about those. <laughs> like, a few of those were right off our first time playing even because I remember very clearly just like yelling out the words drink it while they were just playing a song and uh and I feel like we recorded it something or a few songs I can't remember I can't even remember which ones they are but I think they are all on the album which is funny just to show you how long it's been like I don't I don't just crazy um I guess and also the changes kind of like I don't stress myself as much like when I listen to those, I'm just like, wow, my voice is just like gone out of whack. And then it was just the idea. I thought I had to be angry at all times and convey that through my voice. And that just really tears you up right here or just in general. It just makes you tired. So I think I have, um, I think I'm just better. I think we're all just better. Travis? Yeah, it's been a few years, you know, we put a few miles on since then and um, yeah, I mean, just the recording process itself was nothing. It was literally just like an iPhone in the corner of like a very reverberating room. Um, but yeah, no, uh, those were definitely the seeds of many of these songs. And it's crazy to think like so many lineup changes, so many conflicts and everything after that. But Yeah, we don't want to sound like a drama kings over here, but it just kind of all this stuff did happen to get to the album and it's it's cool it makes it cool that it actually happened for sure um yeah i don't think there's any hard feelings uh i'm gonna say right now if nathan's listening to this like i know he kicks himself sometimes but what can you do you know uh it's just what happens sometimes and and like you get a lot of people in Calgary are already in bands and that's the same thing with Nathan. You know, I understand why it's just like, I am too busy and I got to go do something else. Right. And, uh, 
yeah that's another thing is the big change is like these two just i don't know kind of put us right on track like uh even jordan like small things like he just as soon as he joined us he was just like shirts and like you know get some merchandise going and like that puts blood in your veins when you when you don't even realize you're slowing down and and then drew is just too fucking fast for his own good part pardon my language um can we have and swear in here if we must okay i'm sorry about that um but yeah i don't know if you guys have anything being the the newer members if you have anything to say about the pbr sessions those are kind of old all right, Drew. Uh, I think for me, uh, when I knew that I was, you know, like uh, I was sent all the material and listened to it over over a few weeks' time, and obviously the PBR sessions were part of that. I think for me, coming from like a hardcore punk background, like 80s uh, influenced, it needed to be faster. So I pretty well just pushed every song uh, into, you know, pushing like well over 200 BPM. I think... Uh, our time in the studio waiting for the bus was what about two ninety eight like it was it it was a bit ridiculous how fast that was um but we still play it that fast, and I regret it now, but yeah <laughs> you know uh yeah, <laughs> I just gotta keep keep that energy up, I suppose I regret it too <laughs> so. Going from that, I guess, because you guys said you don't want to be drama kings, so, but still a lot of internal conflict, I guess. Going from that to the show recently at Village Brewery, did it feel like everything just came together? Does it feel like you guys are at a better place now? Um, yeah, the show was, it was super cool. I mean, we got to make our own beer and stuff too, and uh the venue's awesome. If if you've ever been to Village, like it's it's just like this nice little... I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's just a good little place. And they got photos all around of the cask sessions they've been doing. And it's like, yeah, they're trying to build something kind of cool with that. And uh, what it feels like, it's not so much that we're in the right places that we're just like, uh, me and Trav are done with these songs. Like, we'll play them here and there again. But, like, it is kind of like it's the album is out. It's almost like the tombstone on these because we're going to be doing different things. And... Uh, to the point where if I can help it, like maybe a few of our fans will just hate us, which is fine because diff, you know, things change. Anyway, I hope not. I hope you all stick with us. But uh, to me, it was just like for a while, I didn't really know what to do once I knew this was coming out because my one thing was like, I'm going to make an album and I'm going to hold it over my kids when I'm older and be like, look, it, look what I did. That was my main thing. And now that it's done, I don't necessarily know what I want to do next. It's starting to formulate, but that's the cool part is we're going to get together again and see what this cheap year is. This guy is going to write his own stuff. Our guitarist, like he, he just has been itching for a chance. Right. And same with drew and it's just going to be good. Travis. Yeah. Kind of what Lucas said there, kind of more of a tombstone aspect to it, but I think that it was a really good venue. Um, I just like to give a shout out to village for that and being able to do the whole cask session thing is really, really cool. Our beer ended up kind of tasting like what, like flat lemonade kind of like it was, it was like pink lemonade and I think it was gone. I think it did get finished. So that's always a good sign. Some of them just are kind of gross. I've been to a few of these. 
yeah some of them don't really make it but you know it is what it is and uh yeah i thought it was a really cool environment um we had a lot of really close friends that were there and and some people that are new to the the whole thing and it was just a really interesting mix of people we also had two out of town bands which is pretty cool too um a gentleman's pact which is from edmonton i guess it's not too far out of town and then screaming at traffic who are from winnipeg and uh it's just cool to see people come to Calgary for our scene and like, especially the Winnipeg guys, like that's a really boring drive and they just, they did it and they've done it a few times, you know, and they have, uh, they released an album too. It's called, I don't like sports. And it was, th- that just made the night all the more too. It was just a lot of exciting stuff happening. So tell us your exciting stuff, Jordan. Yeah. I thought the show was a good, uh, kind of closure for the album because I feel like we're probably not going to ever play these in a full set ever again maybe but I've been feeling like kind of the stand-in guitar player for a while so I'm excited to move forward with new material for sure but it was you know it was definitely I felt really good about the show I think it was great turnout like better than I expected it's kind of out of the way it's not the middle of downtown but people come out for it because it gets hyped up a lot and people like coming out and trying the different beer and stuff yeah it was a good gig uh <laughs> like jordan said ready to ready to move on maybe go on a bit of a hiatus write some new material uh see, man this material is about four year old so you know, we want to do some new things. Uh, definitely keep, stick to our roots and keep the energy and keep keep that anger up. But maybe uh, play around with that sense of humor a little bit more and do do something a little bit different. Yeah, our sense of humor is important. I'm I'm only learning this today, but <laughs> it's super important. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we're all excited to see what you guys do in the future, whether it's together or not. Um, but on the topic of beer, you guys are talking about making your own beer. Uh, do any of you have favorite beers, favorite brands? Is it, is it PBR? I mean, I'm a bit of a fraud. Like I don't drink much. And, and when I do, I know, uh, yeah, I've had so many people come up and be like, cheap beer, like you must just get wrecked all the time. It's like, no, I'm sorry, I don't. And uh, I don't know. I just have a weird relationship with alcohol. But what I like to do is like go out and order the fruitiest drink you have on the menu, and I'll just be like, "Yes" or "No," or it's just fun to try, you know. <laughs> no, I'm being serious right now. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I guess as far as beer goes, like I'm not picky. Um, as for one that I enjoy, is like Co-op Gold brand because my uncles throw that back and it just makes me feel at home. So don't drink it though, it's bad. Yeah, my dad drinks that. I never joined him with it, but you know. Uh, I, I like uh, Newcastle, just the the brown ale. I think he also enjoys it too, but so I guess he has to, but. Uh, I like Pilsner a lot. Like, not just the brand, but, like, craft Pilsners, too. Like, I just like that taste. But also more of a rum and coke guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Newcastle Brown. Um, I'm from Newcastle. 
uh, even though it's made in Leeds, so technically it's not even from Newcastle anymore. Um, but honestly, uh, I smoke more weed than I do drink, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there uh, just like that. So, um, yeah, only after the shows, though, because obviously the energy uh, really dies down. Yeah, and that's legal now, so I think we can... We're good. <laughs> cheap, yeah. Get get working on cheap weed. But um, you know, I appreciate the fruity drink representation here. Yeah, well, someone's got to do it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're going to go into the first song right now. Let these guys get set up. Um, and then we'll be back with Cheap Beer playing their first song. Only on CMRU.ca by students for you. And we're back. That was Mets with Dig a Hole. And right now, we're going to have Cheap Beer play live for us. Take it away, guys.
Suckers with brainwashed. And we're back. We're here tonight with cheap beer. Um, before they hop back into the music, uh, I just wanted to ask Have you guys ever rocked so hard you summoned Satan? Because uh, I see on your Instagram you have a 666 after your band name, and I've just figured I would ask. Uh, I just like to tick people off, kind of. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like, I went ahead and read about that, and like, there's no real, no one really knows, like 666 is just, it's like an upside down pentagram, which actually isn't a satanic symbol either. It's just to rile people up, and I like Satan, woo Satan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, from the Satan enthusiasts, uh, take it away. All right. <laughs>
about you guys playing at Village Brewery and you guys mentioned how you really liked it there. Is it your favorite venue in Calgary or do you have other favorites? Uh, I really like Vern's because, well, I just remember the first time I went there, Clint, uh, if, I mean, everybody knows about Clint if you've been to Vern's, uh, and I just witnessed him. He's huge. He looks like a human moose. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, he was talking to somebody and they were, ch they were trying to order something and uh, they didn't bother to use their manners. So he just stood there and looked at them. And they looked back at him like, why aren't you getting my drink? And I watched that for like a good minute. And then I was just like, I'd get along fine there because I, I do like to use my manners. And he's just a nice guy. Also, the Country Line Saloon, <laughs> it's such a weird little venue. It's like... It's in Forest Lawn, so naturally being from Bonas, I'm already a little nervous. Uh, but it's just like behind an Arby's. And the inside is like really sick though, like country line, let us play, let more people play. Um, major minor music did something there, it was like a mosh lotto. Um, 
kind of trying to emulate Rockin' for Dollars a bit, but more heavy stuff. It's just the venue is kind of out of the way. But it's awesome. I like Countryland, actually. And then if I have to pick a really good, just like a nearly professional venue, it'd be uh, the Palomino. Because, you know, you, you get like free food and, and uh, that's their food is good. <laughs> and they're also just really nice to, to people that play there. Like they pay them well and I've never had a bad time in the Palomino. So anyway. Definitely Tubby Dog. Definitely Tubby Dog. We played with Mandible Claw there once and that show was unreal. Like it was just constant mosh pit, total chaos. It was awesome. Yeah, I think our live show is best when there's not really a stage. So when we're on the floor or there's a like a six inch to a foot stage is good for Lucas to jump off of. But so I, I think Vern's is probably best for our sort of atmosphere, I guess, or vibe that we give off. It's my favorite anyway. I definitely agree with Trav with uh, Toby Dog. I think uh, without a stage, we're able to interact with our audience a lot better. Um, I mean, we had people falling into the drum set and everything, which is just outrageous. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, love Clint at Vern's. Great man. Uh, he supports the community. Um, uh, Danny at Palomino. Uh, so like to play there. And uh, Graham, anything with uh, major minor, anything that Graham's doing really, uh, Graham really cares about the bands in the city as well, and uh, just watching them grow. So really, a venue's a venue, uh, but kind of base it off the people that you're working with, and I like to work with Graham and Danny primarily. Yeah, we've had a lot of people give out a lot of love for Vern's, so I'm not super surprised. Um, I can definitely vouch for the amazing food at Palomino's and actually Tubby as well. Honestly, incredible. Uh, good hangover food, which actually, if you guys have any good hangover cures, hangover food, feel free to tell me now. Uh, mine's pretty simple. It's just like a banana and a Gatorade. Yeah, you can laugh, but it works. Um, if it doesn't work, which contradicts what I just said, I'll go to Denny's and order anything because it's just anything greasy like Denny's. Um, also, you know what the best thing to do is to drink water while you're drinking. You just wake up feeling just fresh as a pickle or whichever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Trav. Fermented. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'd say on that one. Probably fa. To be honest, I really love that hangover fa. Yeah. It's the best. What are you talking about? Uh, if I'm like still alive in my hangover, I like <laughs> greasy food, but if I'm like throwing up, it's probably four Tylenol and water, and I go back to bed. <laughs> and no food, because you puke it up. <laughs> a cup of tea, a joint. <laughs> of course. No, hang on. A cup of tea, a joint, and beans on toast. Beans on toast. He was it right over. I'm telling you. Yeah, he's from Newcastle. So <laughs> you couldn't tell. Beans on toast is a thing. That's just that's the full national meal. Um. <laughs> Mine is the joint, of course. 
Uh, you know what? That and the banana and Gatorade, I'm not super sure about, but uh, you know, I'll vouch for the foe. That's for sure. Uh, well, thank you very much <laughs> for <laughs> gracing me with these opinions. Uh, go ahead and take it away for your next songs. All right. <laughs> Help me blood before you know Acerations on my mind I don't feel it Hipsters better fucking dance If you're gonna stand a chance No attention to the gas I'll feel it Oh it looks about a blank Girls feel a little blank Don't worry I'm alright I don't feel it Yeah I hit a fucking vein Body's empty like my brain It's spinning in my eyes I can't see it Show me up
All right. So we're going to be back soon with Chibir for their last few songs. But right now we have Crass with Poison in a Pretty Pill. Only on CMRU.ca. By students for you. And we're back. Uh, now we have our last few songs with Cheap Beer, so I won't keep you guys waiting. Go ahead. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Everywhere you look, you'll see a Debbie. All around the world is fucking Debbie. Oh my god, am I a Debbie? Everyone knows a goddamn Debbie.
Chichi Beer for coming out and rocking with us. Check out their new self-titled debut album on SoundCloud and Spotify. For one last time, this has been Scene Queen. I've been Gio. I'll see you all in the next lifetime. Bye, guys.